The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Today we're going to be in Psalm chapter 124. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to start with the very last verse. Uh, that kind of is the culmination of the chapter, and then we'll take a few minutes and, and uh, unpack these verses. Psalm 124, beginning in verse number 8, David said this, Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Now, there's two main aspects, well, really three, our help, the fact that they needed help. And we would look here in a little bit about the fact, more than likely, um, David and, and, and the nation had just been under attack, and it was because of God that they had been freed or they'd been delivered and they had victory over the attack of a nation that came their way. And so he's bragging on God uh, for his help so that we see, number one, that they needed help in this verse. Two, their help is in the name of the Lord, and it's, the, it's who he is. Interestingly, they use the term name of the Lord. Uh, Throughout Scripture, it often happens that. There's, there's power, um, there's salvation, there's so many things in the name of the Lord, and that's what it comes down to. We, we can conquer Satan in the name of the Lord. We can conquer our battles in the name of the Lord. We come and find grace in the name of the Lord. It, his name carries the power with which it is associated God. And so we hold, we hold on to that. So we see that he needs help. We see what's found in the name of the Lord. But the third part of the verse, he says, who made heaven and earth? Why, why is it important that we look at the aspect of, uh, you know, we, we believe the Bible teaches creation and an example of it. God made heaven and earth. What we see, the galaxies and all of these things, God created them. But why would we, when we talk about his help and his power, why reference back to the act of creation? Well, the answer is actually quite simple. God is powerful enough that with his words, he spoke everything we see and everything we know, including us, into existence. Well, if he's powerful enough to create all this, he's powerful enough to change any of it. He, says, he is more powerful than any, any person, any being, if you want to use that term. And so we, we go to the God who has the power, who's created all of this, who has power over all of this, the world and nature and all of these different things. And that is the God that we serve. That's a God that loves us and that we trust him. So we really see his power. We see his intelligence. We see all those things found back in creation. Again, obviously reminds us of the superiority and sovereignty over our world and the fact that he created this. This is not an accident. This is not something that just happened, that nothing exploded in space and created uh, randomly and nothing and then and just kept evolving to what we have today. That's just not how it happened. Uh, the Bible clearly states in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And then we see this again. So he created this and he is this divine, supernatural, sovereign God who truly overcomes anything. And that's why we can hold this verse. So this verse 8 kind of is a praise to the God, to God, excuse me, he's, when I say the God, he is the only God, but praise to God who has overcome this. So let's go through and look a couple. David, of course, in his normal sense as a writer, uses poetic sense here to explain the extent of the search situation they found themselves in. Psalm 124, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, now may Israel say. So he says, if God hadn't been there, there's a list of things. So what would we say? What would we say right now? We look at the battle. We look at the fact that what was coming our way was overwhelming and it was more powerful than us as a nation. And if it not had been for God, 
what would we say? Where would we be? I think all of us could say that. If, if you've been saved, you understand what I'm talking about when I say, if it hadn't been for God intervening and working in our life, where would you be? I can only imagine where I'd be today. If I hadn't, as a young child, been put in a situation where I'd heard the gospel many times, and as a young child, placed my faith in Jesus. But many people waited, you know, some of them 30s, 40s, 50s. But you think about how we have hope now in that. And where would we be? Where would, have, where would we continue to be if it hadn't been for God? Verse number two. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side when men rose up against us, then they had swallowed us up quick with their wrath when the wrath was coming against us. So if the Lord had not been with us to go to stand up against us, against these people, then they would have been able to swallow us up. Actually, in verse 4, he gets a little more description. Then the waters had overwhelmed us. The stream had gone over our soul. Then the proud waters had gone over our soul. Basically, he says that the oppression of the other army would have been kind of like being overwhelmed. We would have been overwhelmed by the floods. They were surrounding us, consuming us, and there's no way we would have gotten out of this. And so you see initially that they, they describe that what was coming their way was way too much for them. And so you see that God stood up in their place. And, and this is a very simple yet powerful application that all of us can look at, that there are going to be, if you're not right now, maybe right now you're in it, situations that are just overwhelming for you. You look at them and you don't understand why they're there. You don't understand the extent. You can't figure out. You don't even know what to think in some way situations, where to go, how, how to see it, what to do. And it is just overwhelming. It's literally like you feel like it is consuming you on every side, like as if you were drowning in water. And that's literally what he's talking about. So we see this. He goes, if it had not been for God, this is what would have happened. This is how bad it would have been. And we can look at this and thank the Lord in all of this for what he has done and how he he has helped in the time when it was just overwhelming. And that's a promise. It's a statement of fact of what happened, but it's a reminder for us that we're not alone in these situations. One, I guess before that, it's a reminder that we will find ourselves in those situations. Again, a reminder that just because God is in our life does not eliminate anything, any battles, any trials that come. They will come. They, they are part of life. God never said, now that I'm in your life, I will eliminate your problems. He just said, I will make sure that I will never leave you in the midst of your problems. Now, now, we still battle some of the same things of life, but we don't do it alone. And there is something powerfully comforting about that. Not only that, God will work on our behalf. Now, yes, as Christians, we now have an extra enemy in Satan, but he reminds us the greater is he that lives in us, that is the Holy Spirit, than he that lives in the world. And so we have power over that. So we just walk with him and we stay close to him. And in doing that, uh, we can see him do things and work in ways that only he can do. It says in verse 6, Blessed be the Lord, who hath not given us a prey to our teeth. Our soul is escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowler. The snare is broken, and we are escaped. So he talks about he's not given us to the prey, and we are, he has allowed us to escape. He just uses some more flowery term to say that when we would have been overwhelmed, God has given us freedom. God has protected us. God has delivered us. And I tell you, one of the things that I have learned when you find yourself in scenarios where it is just overwhelming, one of the things you're going to find is that one of the reasons God allows us into it is that we can see God getting us out of it. We, can, we, we see God. We're willing to come to Him. We're willing to truly get on our knees and beg God to do something. We get closer to Him, and in doing that, we learn more about Him. We grow closer to Him, and then we see Him move in, in pretty powerful ways in our lives. And that is, that, is, that is the one benefit. A lot of times when we look at at days, you know, the Bible tells us this is the day the Lord hath made where we rejoice and be glad in it. Sometimes we look, all we can do is see the negative. I woke up this morning, and as I mentioned before, I, I love the, the sunshine, and so in winter, we don't get a whole a lot 
lot of that. And so it was really just enjoyable just to be outside. It was brisk, but it was comfortable and it was just beautiful. And then I woke up today and it was just overcast and, and, and um, foggy and it's just, you know, it's gloomy. And uh, it's easy, no matter what circumstance you find yourself in, good or bad, it's easy if you're not careful to only focus on the bad. And our, our responsibility is, and Paul told the church in Corinth, is to bring all your thoughts into obedience, into captivity, into the obedience of Christ. Don't, don't allow your thoughts to roam to places that are going to drive you down a road of discouragement, things that like keep your eyes focused on Jesus, because he will bring deliverance. And so we read the last verse and reminder, our help, obviously we need it, and sometimes is in the name of the Lord, so when we go and pray, we go and pray in the name of Jesus, in the name of God, because that is the power we have. Who made heaven and earth? He, he's made it. He can overcome it. Nothing surprises him. And that's where we can find our hope, and that's where we can find our confidence. I don't know what it is you might find yourself in right now. I would say if you're unsaved, what it might be is a great opportunity for you to call upon Jesus. You know, Jesus answers the prayers of his family, but he doesn't promise to answer the prayer of the unsaved. His one prayer he promises to answer is that of salvation. So I ask you today, if you have been saved, if you put your faith in Jesus, and now you can have this confidence in Jesus in the midst of these times. So I ask you if you've done that today, and I encourage you if not to do that, call upon him today. If you have, uh, put your faith in him, trust in him, and watch and see what he will do, even in the midst of dark times. Thanks for joining us this morning and giving me the chance to be part of your day. Again, I invite you tonight, 7 o'clock here in person, uh, youth group, uh, kids club, nursery, adult Bible study, and then um, if you can't make it, the adult Bible study is streamed at 7 o'clock on our website at VanSalemBaptist.org, our YouTube channel, Facebook page. Uh, thanks again for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you next time.